just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Guys, I want to take a second to tell you about All Everything Entertainment. They are your home for the latest breaking news and opinions about sports, wrestling, and entertainment. From jock to geek and everyone in between, they will definitely have something for you. As I'm recording this, they have 10 live weekly podcasts that can be watched daily on Facebook, YouTube, or alleverythingentertainment.com. The replays are available on their Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes channels. Their shows run the gamut as they talk about the NFL, NBA, NHL, football, movies, bi-weekly top 10 countdowns, Paranormal Activity, Wrestling, WWE, AEW, NJPW, UFC, Bellator, and so much more. These guys, they're just like you. They're passionate individuals who love a variety of subjects. And that's why they started this company in May of 2019, to kind of be a one-stop shop for entertainment. On September 11th, 2020, they made arguably their biggest signing by agreeing to terms with yours truly, the Working Fans Podcast. I was out of work sick, and I was happy to join them as a part of their team. You can find them on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching All Everything Entertainment, or go to alleverythingentertainment.com for their full schedule and a full list of their shows. If you like us, you will 100% like them. Thank you. All right, wrestling fans. Uh, I am JD. This is the Tape Trader's Guide to 90s Pro Wrestling, Episode 2. Um, 
This episode was supposed to be me and Bandana talking about FMW Onita versus Hayabusa 95, but uh, Johnny is making an impact right now in Orlando, Florida, and so we're going to move that to next Sunday. Uh, so today I have second generation superstar, the one, the only LT Falk. Uh, LT, uh, thank you so much for coming by and, and, and stopping by to do this. I know you're a little bit under the weather, so uh, we're just going to just chit chat today. So uh, say hi to everyone. JD, first off, I do appreciate you having me, buddy. And, uh, we're going to chit chat. <laughs> That's right. Second generation wrestler here. You talked about the 90s being the son of Tony Falk. <laughs> boy, boy, Tony. Um, so let's kind of just start off, you know, the first thing let's talk about is, you know, being, being a child, you know, being a kid, uh, when, when were you first aware of like, you know, what your dad did? Like, as far as like really understood that your dad is a wrestler and, and other people, you know, know who your dad is. Like, when did all that first kind of come about? Check this out, man. Let me uh, rewind a little bit. Um, a buddy of mine, Anthony Wayne, he loves to say this. LT has known professional wrestling since the sperm has met the egg. <laughs> That's what he says. So a lot of people, they know about my dad, but uh, not too many people know my mother was a worker. You know, uh, 1983, she started training in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi with a guy named Bob Hunter. And then she went over to West Memphis, Arkansas and trained with uh, Buddy Wayne and Ken Wayne and oh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Ron and Don Bass. So my mom was actually an active uh, professional wrestler from uh, like 83 to 96. Oh, yeah, and, uh, I, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, um, worked a lot for the Jarrett and Lawler back in the day with USWA and Memphis and whatnot. Got to work with uh, Sherry Martell, Luna Fashan, uh, Jacqueline. Her last match was um, it was a Eddie Marlin and Jerry Jarrett spot show in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, I remember I was actually in the locker room with a... Uh, Downtown Bruno, uh-huh. John Gonzalez, uh, Big Crow, Timmy Thompson, Jeff uh-huh. Jarrett, and uh, I'm, I'm just a young kid and looking through the curtain and watching my mom. Uh, my dad was out there managing her and she was working Jacqueline and uh, it was in 96. She took a bad bump, went to uh, break her fall, but fucked up and broke her wrist. Oh, wow, <laughs> broke really? Her wrist pretty good and uh, I guess her and my dad was having a few problems at the time and uh Next thing you know, uh, 98, parents get divorced, and uh, she just, uh, you know, she's not a big fan of wrestling now, but still, you know, you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, growing up. Both of your it, parents. And then, yeah, yeah. 83 to fucking 96. And then my dad, you know, his, his we're yeah. going to have to get him on here with you sometime yes. so he can yeah. explain his yeah. crazy career, you know, and, yeah, you know, a lot of Yeah, ups, actually, ups uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was promoting you uh, doing this today on, on my Instagram <laughs> and everything, and uh, Solomon Grundy. Uh, 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 old school lucha wrestler. Okay. Uh, he commented on on one of my posts and just said, you know, hey, uh, you know, because t- there's a picture of you and your dad together, okay. and uh, he's like, hey, you know, make sure you say hi to Tony for me. Tell him that Solomon Grundy said hi okay. because we'll you know Tony's that. such yeah. a great guy, and every you know everyone loves your dad. You know, everyone <laughs> loves to- yeah. Tony Tony Falk. Uh, so many years in the business, different uh-huh. territories. You know, yeah. he has one hell of a story. But anyway, my. Uh, my mother, uh, you know, ended up getting my, they went over to Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, working for Carlos. In this, uh, apartment, you had Tony Falk, Candy, pregnant with uh-huh. me, and KG Muto, the, you know, the uh-huh. black ninja. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Nobody thought he was gonna grow up and become the big fucking Puro Rasu legend that uh-huh. he is, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he used to rub on my mom's stomach while, while I was in there, <laughs> man. And then, um, in, uh, what, what, I think July of 88, Bayamon. 
uh, Bruiser Brody, the the whole uh-huh. incident. My uh-huh. dad was there, man. Wow. My father was there, and uh, you know, uh, if anybody knows the stories, you know, the uh, fanaticals, the uh, Puerto Rican fans wasn't too crazy with the Americans. You know, it gets crazy over there, especially yeah. with uh, all the hills getting heat. You know, at uh, Carlos is uh, what w- WWC, WWC yeah, yeah, promotion, man. Uh, you know. Uh, batteries and rocks being thrown buckets of piss all kinds of stuff but anyway it wasn't the place for my pregnant mother to uh <laughs> to to know you know go to the shows so just staying at home by herself you know being lonely my dad out there you know out doing there his doing thing shows, but uh-huh. man, that's how it goes that's how it is right man. right but then after the uh the brody incident you know uh, being stabbed to death my mom's like Give me the hell off this island, you know? <laughs> Phil the third, Dan, Lef- uh, Dan Crawford. Uh-huh. Dan Cra- they was trying to get my dad to go to Canada to work for Stampede, and plus my pregnant mom, you know, go to Canada, free health care. So I was almost... You know, wow, I, I, wow. I've been born in PR, Puerto Rican, American uh-huh. Puerto Rican, or Canada, but instead, after the Brody thing, give me the hell off this island, she said. So before I got too far along in the pregnancy, they flew back to the States, and my uh, my mom had some family in New Albany, Mississippi. So my good friend Mitch Ryder, New Albany, uh-huh. Indiana. I was born uh, in '88, right there in uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> but then, uh, like a month later, that's where we moved to Dallas, Texas, because my father, you know, had the job with the Von Erichs, world uh-huh. class. And I think I was uh, a month old, maybe, maybe you know. Not even a month old when I went to my first wrestling show, and it was right there, at the Dallas Sportatorium. Wow, world class. Wow. And I lived in Dallas, Texas, till I, you know, till I was five. You know, all these stories, man. I wish my damn mom and dad would have done more videos and more right, pictures. Right. You know? I mean, people think I'm crazy, but I'm always taking photos of my right. kid playing with her. You know, I have a seven year old. You know, and I snap Barbie dolls, his damn wrestling toys. <laughs> you know, and I'm always taking little, you know, videos and pictures of her with her toys. Or anytime we go to a show, uh, you know, her and some of the talent. Uh-huh. It's crazy how some of these big muscled up men, these monsters, become little teddy bears when they uh-huh. see my daughter yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. I'm always trying to document and keep this stuff. You know. You never know what her future holds. You know, yeah, she wants yeah. to be like mom and dad. But uh, but I just wish my mom and my dad would have done more, you know, um, more photos and whatnot. Sure. Put, you know, yeah. stories about me and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Picture J- those J-Y-D. moments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Junkyard Dog sitting in his lap, shadow boxing with them. You know, me and uh, Chris Von Eric. You know, hell, hell, uh, I turned one in Dallas, Texas, my very first birthday. I do have a few pictures of this. And who was there? Superstar Bill Dundee. Wow, in Texas. Bill (laughs) Dundee was at my very first birthday party. William Moody, you know, Uh Paul Baker, Percy Pringle, and all his kids, Eric Gambry and his kids. So, you know, friends of my dad's and their children. I mean, it's it's cool. But, you know, growing up, and then, like I said, when I was five, we moved out to, uh, to, to Nashville and little young LT Falk lived at the, the infamous Congress Inn, you know? <laughs> my dad was in, you know, Memphis and uh, a lot of the boys, you know, uh, uh, fuck, my mom was doing a few shots, you know, uh-huh. she's back in the ring traveling with, uh, with the USWA uh-huh. promotion. My dad's doing the same and I, uh, I got to tag, tag along on a few of those trips as a young, young kid or, um, a guy named House Brown uh-huh. yeah. had a girlfriend named Ingrid. First you know, guy to ever 
ever trained me. Yeah, Brickhouse yeah. Brown, yeah. Madison, Tennessee yeah. at the Excalibur Gym. Okay. Him and him and it was his school, and it was him and Chris Michaels. Damn. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, fifteen, I think, and when I came in, uh, Brick said, <laughs> "You know, are, are you 18? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You yeah. know, he's like, and, and I'll never forget. He's like, "Oh, it's no big deal if you're not." He's like, "I just need to get your mom to." Or your parents to sign a, a waiver, you know? Okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm 18. I, 18 it, yeah. It's everything's cool. Like, don't worry about nothing. It's all fine. Here's a funny story. So, <laughs> so fucking, you know, you know, you're lying about the uh-huh. age. Attic Scalloper Jam training with uh, Brickhouse. Uh-huh. Same venue, same ring, just a different night of the week. Tony Falcon Gypsy Joe had a training school there. Oh, oh, really? And uh, Mark Houchin, Mark uh-huh. Anthony, Staples Malone. He lied about his age. Said oh. he was eighteen. So I guess you and him probably had the same thing going on. Who, who would have known? Me and me and but, Mark Anthony. Anyway, yeah, his uh, Brickhouse's girl used to babysit me at the Congress Inn, and all the you know Bart Sawyer and uh-huh. early Sandman and Moon Dogs and all kinds of all kinds of guys. But I, like I said, I was young there, man. But then just uh, so you moved to you guys move here to, to Nashville when you're five, mm-hmm. and your dad starts working for the the USWA, USWA at the time that. Uh, still the, the the territory here, mm-hmm. um, and so you start you start riding with him, you know, occasionally, and, yeah, and yeah. you know you're you're around the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've your whole life you've been around the business, but now that you're getting to be five, six, yeah, seven, I'm getting older, and kind of, and you you're know. going to school. Like, do your friends in school know that your dad is a pro wrestler? Do they know <laughs> that you're you're hanging out with Jerry Lawler or Bill Dundee or? Do they know that, or are, are they? And do you even know that? Like, do you understand that? To some people, this is a really—you're a very lucky kid. You know, oh, it's yeah. a, a big deal. Or are you just completely—it's just your life. It's not a big deal, and you yeah. don't think anything of it. Yeah, I, I mean, at first, you know, when I was younger, yeah, a lot of guys, you know, if my dad, you know, came uh-huh. to school for any, you know, programs or picked me up and dropped me off, some of them, the te- especially the teachers, uh-huh. you know, the principal. Right, right. I remember Taylor Stratton Elementary, Mr. Henderson, my principal, was a big fan uh-huh. of wrestling, and, oh, that's Tony Falk, you know, <laughs> Memphis, you know, wrestling, and, uh, uh, plenty, plenty of times, you know, uh, cutting up with school buddies. Uh-huh. You know this guy? You know this guy? Has your dad wrestled him? Wrestled? Uh, and even a time or two, man, uh, I remember whenever um, WWF, you know, uh-huh. come to town. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot different now than it was back then. But uh, a lot of guys, you know, would invite Tony Falk to come, you know, see some right. buddies, you know. See some buddies from the past and meet some new guys, and uh, he always brought me with him. So I'm a young punk kid running through the locker room, uh, meeting the guys, getting eight by tens, and even a time or two, some of my best friends at school. I even had like Shawn Michaels or the Undertaker. Can you can you autograph this to Jeremy? Can you autograph this to Ricky? And You're I was, so I, I was going to school, yeah, <laughs> giving them these eight by tens and whatnot, and be over with the whole class. Man. And then then I got older, and then I kind of yeah, you know yeah. trying, you know now um. And, and everybody's always LT, you know, tell me stories about the WWF in the '90s. Man, I know I watched it, you know. I mean, because hell, I sure. had all the toys, you know, sure. all the rings, the belts, the wrestling buddies, so much, man. Only if I had half of that shit now, yeah, I had sure. Then, you know, I know for I know for fact it's worth money. money, yeah. Or, or you know, my little little one could have it and enjoy it. But um, but man, I can name names and gimmicks. You know, some of the guys I was into. It's just when it comes to angles and. And stuff matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, man, but I, especially for a guy like me that it's not big about the gimmicks, you know, right, it's just kinda, right. Kind of, kind of like a blur, man. You know? Well, yeah, we'll talk about to, we'll talk about but, that but here in a little bit. The, the, the Indies, you know, all these outlaw shows, and, you know, and 
Dell Man and Terry Rice, you know, and, yeah. uh, anything associated with, you know, Lawler and Jared's, you know, Memphis, you know, traveling with my dad and uh, Billy Joe. I mean, that was one of my favorites, the sweet music man, Billy Joe Travis. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, he was a character man. Yeah. Good performer, you know. Excellent, films. excellent the, performer. Char- character development, the gimmicks, just a lot of personal, you know, like demons. Man, I, I had never, you know, I'm from the, I'm from California and from the West Coast just in general, and I had never heard of Billy Joe Travis until I started tape trading, mm-hmm. and until I, I I got USWA tapes, I'd never seen him, and and he was just phenomenal, just, just you know, just one of those guys, so easy to hate, so simplistic. And uh, I'll never forget his tights, the the one leg. the one leg. <laughs> I, I I think that 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 was that was almost heelish by itself. Mm-hmm. Just him coming yeah. out <laughs> with those those fucking tights, you know. Just like what the hell are those? It all, that by itself was almost made him a heel. Say, yeah, but uh, style and some of those yeah, you know, colors. You know? He, he was just such a personality. He was just so good to. And when I moved here, getting to see him live at, at Music City Wrestling, you know, he was everything that I thought he was on TV and, and more right. in person. Um, so so you know, I've always said, man, I, I, I wish um. You know, I wish guys, you know, like him, you know, was, was still around. Yeah, you know? yeah, to teach. Or, or maybe if, uh, you know, if I was a little older, maybe I would have, like, you know, started sooner and right. could have had a chance to, to, to work with him. Right. You know? But uh, a lot of memories as a kid, you know, and Billy Joe being nice to a young LT, man. Yeah. So, uh, great segue into how old were you when, uh, kind of explain your process in training. Because, you know, for someone like me, you know, I, I went to Brick House of School, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then after Bricks, I I went to Steve Dahl's school, you know, and I, and I paid my dues and, and, you know, you know, went to class every week and, and everything like that. And, you know, especially with Steve Dahl taking me under my wing when I was, you know, basically homeless and, you know, living in an apartment without any electricity or running water. And he would buy me, uh, he'd buy me $4 cheeseburgers on our way home from class. Cause I didn't have a car either. He'd come pick me up and drop me off. And he'd buy me four double uh, cheeseburgers from McDonald's. And so I wouldn't, because I was training mm-hmm. and I was, you know, concerned about my, my body and everything, I would just take all the patties. And, I, and, I, and I'd take all the bread off and bread. I'd just, you know, yeah. yeah. And I'd sit in my in my apartment with a candle <laughs> and, and, and eat them with a candle, you know. And, yeah. and I would just, you know, just dream about wrestling. Struggle. Um, struggle, struggle. But so, you know, you know, that's how I kind of paid my due. <laughs> I didn't... What was it like for you as far as, you know, your your, your dad is, is, is a worker, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure that doesn't give you free reign of, of the, the, the ring and, and everything else, but you're probably able to, to kind of, before you're even being trained, kind of work out with guys, right? That's it. I mean, yeah, I was going to say... Um Takes it takes a whole village man uh-huh. to, to raise a child. So you know it goes back from you know being a young kid traveling with my dad, being in the back seat. Uh-huh. I can't help but to hear what my father is talking Bill about, Lee or my father and Ashley Hudson, or you know, right. uh, a lot of trips with Jeff Jarrett. Hell, you uh-huh. know the entourage: Frank Morrell, Tony Falk, Jeff Jarrett. You know uh, the little clique they had. Um, so I was always uh, you know around you know good guys and a lot of stories. This business is right. own stories. Right. And um, at a young age, I knew, you know, as a kid, man, shut my mouth and keep my eyes and my ears open, you know, and just soak this in. And it, and just understanding psychology and, you know, the the way, you know, the business format, right. you know. And, and then, um, I mean, seriously, at a young age, man, you know, <laughs> uh, 
damn, in 99, I, so before, before 99, you know, Excalibur Jim, uh-huh. hell, you know, when my dad had that training right, school, I right. remember I would hop in the ring and just try to, you know, hit the ropes and take back bumps, uh-huh. you know, uh, some say I probably had more talent and charisma then than some of the, some of the boys, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then, um, and then, man, it's just crazy how shit changes. Just waking up in the morning is a blessing itself. Yeah, you know, wrestling, yeah. I used to just eat, sleep, and dream, and I was all about it. And then uh, at the age of 10, I was in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at my grandparents' house, you know, and uh, in the backyard playing baseball, and I hit the ball pretty damn good, and it, you know, went over the backyard into like a little... Uh, you know, into, into the woods, uh-huh. you know? and I go back there to get the ball, and uh, there was a, a tree that I guess was tr- struck by lightning, and it was, it was crossing over a creek. Now, kids are going to be kids, so instead of just, well, you know, walking through the creek, maybe getting a little wet, getting the damn baseball, I wanted to climb the tree. Uh-huh. Right? Sure, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a kid climbing this damn tree, and... um. Uh, you know, they they said. I mean, I don't remember the incident. Uh, supposedly, it was dry rotten. You know, and uh-huh. well, I was a little chunky kid. You know, <laughs> I uh, I fell off of the tree, uh, fifteen feet head first, landed on on a boulder like a big ass rock. Uh-huh. You know, dried out creek. Man, I'm I'm knocked out. Next thing you know, blood's pouring out of my ears. Uh, my my right ear was damn near ripped off. Busted my head pretty good, and uh, my grandparents called the ambulance. The next thing you know, I'm in Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio, for like a week and a half in ICU. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, my parents came up there in no time, and uh, once again, I wish there was videos and pictures of this because right. uh, you know, major head trauma, 15 foot, you know, yeah, head first yeah. fall. Uh, they're they're stitching my ear back on. Uh, uh, fractured my skull in three places. I'm getting you know internal stitches uh-huh. dissolved. I'm getting staples on the outside. Uh, brain hemorrhaging's the most important thing. Brain hemorrhaging, man, that shit could be fatal. Sure, yeah. Thank God, you know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm still here. My my jawbone. This is crazy, man. They said it was uh, so many fractures, so many cracks they couldn't count. The uh, the doctors wouldn't even let my mom bend down and kiss me. Oh wow! Because my jaw was so you know messed so up. sensitive. But no, no plastic surgery, no plates. Or wow! Nothing. All the shit was in line. It was still in place. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we're just so concerned, like you know, what's going to happen? You know, and I mean, I pulled through. Everything was fine, but um, but but the. Uh, the, the 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 thing my dad was worried about, you know, I mean, I, hell, I'm only ten, but he's like, what about sports? You know, I mean, because I was into sure. basketball too. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sorry, I love <clears throat> no, 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 like yeah. you know, like middle school. And, you're a ten year old. You're a ten year old boy. Ele- and- yeah, elementary, and then uh, thank God I did do it later on after the incident. You know, basketball for uh-huh. you know the community and different uh, churches and whatnot. But uh, but anyway, there was like a. Uh, well, man, what about football? What about, you know, the, right, the, the right, wrestling? Right. wondering. And some doctors, you know, well, yay, too, some are... Too nay, fragile, yeah, too... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that meant just, you know, residual he- headaches, you know, getting with the neurologists, you know, a lot of right, testing. I had to right. CAT scans and MRIs for a while. So some was thinking in the future, you know, they know how this business could be, uh, you know, with all the shots to the head and the bumps. Um, you know, my, my mom's thinking, not no, but hell no. Elton's right, not right. going to be a wrestler. He's not going to follow in his dad's footsteps. You know? Right. I mean, that's her baby boy. She's overprotective, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, um, and, and at the time, I kind of, you know, like I said, my parents was divorced, too. So, uh I was with my dad Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Uh-huh. I didn't get to really do too much on the weekends, you know, the the main nights, right. professional right. wrestling, and uh, 
And then some of the shit going on with WWE, I guess the the Attitude Era. My mom wasn't really did, letting yeah, you yeah, watch half naked sure, women guys sure, yeah. popping out their crotch. So I, I did take a little break, you know, and wrestling was kind of you know uh-huh. behind me. But then next thing you know, uh, I started trying to you know get more involved. Uh, my my dad and a guy named Ronnie Brown and Big Timmy Thompson and uh-huh. Aaron Fox. You know, they had that USWO yeah. that started up in a uh, Springfield, Tennessee. So so now you know my dad's running it. I mean, which you know he my dad's wore many hats in the business. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. manager, wrestler, matchmaker, referee, booker, promoter, all that. So now here it is. What uh, two two thousand two thousand and one? You know, he's, so uh, USWO started two thousand one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Springfield, Tennessee, the big community center. Uh, once wow. a month, had some good stuff there. Tracy Smothers, Chris Michaels, Ashley Hudson. At time, we'll bring in names. Yeah. you know Jerry the King Waller, yeah, Dundee, Dutch Mantel. You know stuff like that. And now at this time. Time, WCW is dead, ECW is dead, um, and TNA is starting in, in, in the Nashville area. Do you do you ever remember if that affected anything? It was because because a lot of guys moved here. A lot of guys moved mm-hmm. here to Nashville, um, and and I, I I know while I was training because I was I was training at that time at that you know two thousand two two thousand three that that time period, um, and like you know I know like Kid Cash would, would work for Burt for. For next to nothing, just on on his days off, you know, because he he lived here, he was in town, took him 20 minutes to get to the show, and so, you know, he'd come in, sell gimmicks, and and just work for cheap, you you know, not not necessarily working for cheap, that's probably the wrong way to say it, but working for less than he would for an out-of-town booking, because he's getting paid by TNA to basically, he he lives here, it's it's all, everything's local. I mean, we had... um the beginning of a USWO, maybe 2000, early 2001. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I mean, so when did TNA start down here? 2002. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so 2001, I, I was going to say, I was started, uh, you know, helping set up the ring, you know, uh-huh. I'll set up the ring and get in and, you know, just kind of run the road play and then selling programs and then helping out with the concession. And then I started doing the music. You uh-huh. know? So now I'm like really like talking to the boys and, you know, getting cues about music and running. You know, they're really right, right. Understanding yeah, timing. I mean, that's and it. Yeah. Um, but but then later down the line, you know, I guess you know that's when so many guys started coming down here, like the the Kid Cash, uh-huh. you know, and more with Jerry Lynn, uh, Michael Shane, uh-huh. Wolfie. Slash, I mean, man, it was TNA. Man, starting off at the you know the municipal and then the uh, the fairgrounds and a lot of those guys, you know, yeah, <clears throat> was working with us. Um, but but this is still Springfield days. Okay. You know, like I said, okay. You know, so not not officially training there, but you know, like I said, I was doing music and uh, you know, helping out, set up the ring and uh-huh. stuff like that, clean up the building and all that. But then we go to Madison. We go to the you know this little little gimmick my dad turned into a wrestling arena. You know, a wrestling arena every Friday night. USBO wrestling. We did TV. Uh huh. Uh, 110 Harris Street. Oh, I remember that yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. So that's when we started getting like the, you know, Michael Shane's and, you know, Marlon okay. Chase and Chris yeah, and Wolfie yeah. and okay. uh, uh, Nicholas, uh, uh, Sin Bodie, uh-huh. Liz Arnie, yeah. Tracy Brooks, Angel Williams. Yeah, because you know, all of them Angel were living here. They're yeah, all yeah. living here in town and, and they all had those apartments uh, over there by Summit Hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, now I want to say that, and that was uh, 2002, uh-huh. 2003, because, um, this is crazy shit, man. I um, I used to just you know get in the ring and kind of duplicate what I saw, self taught. I remember Madison Arena. This this dude named uh, Johnny Chris, Jr. He supposedly worked for a Porter and different guys used to come and and uh, him and I would hop in the ring and uh, 
you know, he'll, I'll just beat him up, you know, and top rope her Karanas and head scissors. Uh-huh. And I, I was a mark for the uh, X Division, you know. I was loving the yeah, low-key, yeah, sure. amazing Rhea, AJ sure. Styles and all the, you know, watching that and then watching, you know, the... Uh, uh, the WWE with the, the Billy Kidman to Jerry and uh-huh. a little bit of Lucha here and there. So I used to try to, you know, they call me uh, the king of the arm drag yeah. for a yeah. fucking reason. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, anyway, check this out, man. I was I was just in there doing my thing before and after the show. Not I, I Never once did I attend a proper right. professional wrestling right. training school, which, you know, is... You know, only if I did, you know. But at this time, I used to just hop in the ring and play around. My father, Tony Falk, had his very first match at the age of 14 in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh-huh. You know, that's the state with the commission. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, all-star wrestling. Commissions were a lot yeah, easier yeah, to pay yeah, off yeah. back then, though. You, you know, uh, I mean, it was... And uh, we, had a, we had a guy named uh, Eron Hatchet. Norman yes, Hatchet, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I which, totally you know, remember him. Memphis he was the, the Jared, champion. They, yeah. they loved him. Little yeah. man, Jerry Jarrett loved him. He had one hell of a drop kick, And then it's all about choices, decision-making. He was involved in a little something. Uh-huh. And then I think he was incarcerated for a little uh-huh. time. And then he got out, and uh, my father put him to work, you know, yeah. Eron Hatchet. And... um I guess he, you know, he'll, you know, he'll see me in the ring playing around before the doors open, and he's thinking, "Damn, LT has some talent. Look at, look at him. He needs to start training. You know, Tony, you need to get this boy going. You had your first match at the age of fourteen. Let LT have his." <laughs> but, but, uh, but anyway, we we shot this angle, man, and um, and he uh, he turned hill. And uh, it got on my dad, and I, I ran down to the ring. Uh, Eron, think about what you're doing. You're a fan favorite. These people love you. I love you. Don't 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 touch my dad. Uh-huh. LT, this doesn't concern you. I don't care if you're a man, woman, a child. I'll break your freaking neck. <gasps> he comes at me with the big right hand. I block it. I'm a kid, man. I'm like 13. I'm 13. And I start drilling his ass, shoot him off, a little do-si-do, and he hits me with his finisher. You know, and, and you're dead. Yeah. You're dead yeah, so in the ring. That's my very yeah. first yeah. thing. My very, you know, I'm uh, man. You know, were you nervous? Uh, uh, what was it like? Super man. I was playing the music at the time. Uh-huh. You know, so I was up there playing the music and uh, you know, uh, knowing man, I have to get right. Like, this is a sure, top angle sure. with you your know? dad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And all you know, all my friends, and my family, the, the same fans, you know, that watched me grow up, you know, and supported us. And now I'm finally getting in, getting in the ring, you know, in front of a live crowd, doing a little something. And like I said, all it was was, you know, go to make a save and then get a beat down. But it, it meant a lot to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did that. And then uh, I think like a week or two later, uh, you know, when. Eron Hatchet turned, you know, into Norway Havoc, you know, uh-huh. turned hill and started this group, the Hero Killers, with some of these local guys like Tim Renesto, which is a wrestling veteran. Yes, yeah. whose world. father was also yeah, a, yeah. a promoter and a worker. So, Tom, yeah, yeah. So having him there with his guidance and his input, uh-huh. you know, uh, not just for me, but for the whole show, Locker Room Etiquette, helping everybody out, you know. And, and then... um uh, you know, guys like Devon Day that's no longer with us. I mean, you know, they yeah. have some, some good guys in this little hill faction. And then he's trying to, like, take over the USWO, you know, trying to get uh, promoter Tony Falk to do a, a transfer of ownership. But my dad, you know, this is his company, you know, this is our family, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he's not going along with it. So, <laughs> so then next thing you know, they, they beat my dad down. They tie him up into the ropes. They come up to the, the music stand and they grab me. They pull me down, throw my 
ass in the ring. They start getting on me, and uh, I think they, they like set up a few uh, chairs, you know, a few folding chairs are set up, and they they pick me up for like a power bomb position. Tony, sign the contract for this match, you know, because uh, uh, they've got a hold of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sign this, you know. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a trans transfer of ownership. They wanted a match, you know, uh-huh. like Tony Falk sure. versus Eron Hatchet. You know, uh, the winner of the match gets full ownership of the company. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, and uh, I, I think the match was like. You know, supposed to take place on a bigger show that was, you know, a few weeks, you know, ahead. So I just remember this, man. Um, they're holding me up in the power bomb position. Uh, sign the match, Tony. Sign the match. If not, LT is gonna get it. You know, he can't watch his son get, you know, uh-huh. power bomb through these chairs. So he gives the the guys what they want. They, you know, they put me down. Security's taking me to the back, and I, this is a shoot, man. Uh, this is how it went. True story. You know, some might, uh Say all oh, this bullshit. How could you know you do such a thing? That's unprofessional. That's not right. And then others are saying, "Man, this kid had it fucking easy." Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a story to tell. Yeah, yeah. But sure. uh, security is taking me to the back. Security is taking me to the back, and I, I hear Norway on the mic cutting a promo about all the stuff he's going to do to Tony Falk and how he's going to take this company over. But in the meantime, next Friday night, I want that punk kid LT Falk in a match. <laughs> and I'm looking up, you know, at, at the security guard. I'm looking up at uh, our booker, Timmy Thompson, uh-huh. troll, and I'm like, is he ribbing me? Uh-huh. What did he just say? They're like, yeah, LT, wow. you're going to... I've never attended a legit training <laughs> training school, you know. I mean, I I've listened and sure, watched, yeah, you know, yeah. and and I guess uh, my dad and Timmy and Nori they, they felt, felt a like, lot, yeah, you yeah. know, seeing me in the ring, selling, registering facial expressions, yeah. body language, my physicality, and doing the you know execution of the maneuvers. Maybe they just trusted me and thought that I could do this, you know? right? Yeah, and uh, and then you know, I mean, I swear, you know, uh, that Friday it was um. It was in 2003, August the 29th, 2003, a 13-year-old L.T. Falk, you know, uh-huh. had his first, first match, match in Nashville, Madison Tennessee, Arena, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, um, yeah, 13, man, oh, all my damn school buddies, man, well, we had a packed house that night, you know, all my school buddies, you know, uh, everybody came out to watch it, and, uh, I, I kind of, you know, just incredible. LT credible. I had blue jean shorts, you know. Oh, uh, cut off shirt. <laughs> but I had trace knee pads and some, you know, some white, you yeah. know, BNA boots, yeah. you know. I go out there and I uh, have my very first match, you know, in 2003 with uh, Nori Havoc, and it was. You know and he take mean? care of you, you and know, oh yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, it was good for the most yeah. part for a first match. I mean, I've seen a lot of guys have their first match, and not to brag or put myself over, but seeing what I, you know, now right, when sure. I go back yeah. and watch, yeah, and then listening to my peers, you know, you know, that watched it and they t- told me what they thought, you know, I mean, right. it wasn't bad for a first right. match, man. Wasn't bad at all. Did a DQ finish. Hills come out. Babies make a say. I mean, next thing you know, the fall, you know, and then after. um after the, um, the the deal with my dad in uh, Norway, right. where the babyface went over, USWO remains, you know, uh, we still keep the angle going with the Falk family and um, the Hero Killers. Uh-huh. My second match was a tag match. Tim Renesto and Norway Havoc versus father and son, LT and Tony. Wow. Falk, you know? Wow. You know, wow. You know, and, and then, yeah, I mean, that was pretty good, but uh-huh. I think maybe there was a thing or two I fucked up on. Fucked sure, up on, sure. You know, timing sure. yeah. and whatnot but but then i'm like well if we're gonna do this we have to do it right we had a guy from kentucky his name was john caesar uh one of the heartbreakers oh yes yes i remember that team yeah him and larry valentine yeah yeah Yeah. so so john had a training school you know and um i started
started, and he, I mean, he had a great physique, good body, knew a lot about the business. He used to, I, I think he was a little financially fit, so he had uh-huh. money, you know, he used to go to all those uh, Heartland seminars, uh-huh. Les Thatcher, Harley Race, Ricky Steamboat, right. and learn a lot of good stuff, and then come back and, and teach, teach it you. to me. Right. So, hell yeah. so where was this out of? Uh, Madison. The, the, this yeah, was out of Madison, yeah, okay. He did um, every Sunday, every Sunday, uh-huh. I think it was like um, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, training school. And, uh, you know, I had a good class, you know, good guys there. And I'm, I'm, I'm training, man. I'm watching more and more tapes. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a student of this business. I yeah. wanted Because yeah. my dad's always said, you know, different folks, different strokes, different styles, different speeds, you know. Yeah, I love this X Division high-flying shit, but he wants me to learn how to work. Everything, you know? yeah. Uh, you yeah. got to learn how to, you know, get a crawl before you can walk, right? right? Elementary before high school, right. building blocks, foundation. And John helped me out a lot. And then guys like Bill Dundee will come in and do seminars. Right. You know, uh, Tracy Smothers will come in, and, and then I even got to go on the road a few times with Tracy, you know, and be his bump <laughs> monkey for the seminars. Uh-huh. You know? So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm helping teach in a way. Fourteen year old kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but I'm learning a lot. And then, um, so at this time, kind of, you know, what what, what wrestling were you watching during this time period where you're now training? You're you're officially. Training, you're, you're mm-hmm. in class and you're learning. And so, what are you gravitating towards? What, what are things that are interesting, interesting to you the most at this time period? I said so. Um, so one, I was I was back on the whole Raw and SmackDown, uh-huh. back on the WWE kick, watching you know watching a lot of that, and then um, and then the TNA, of course. My my dad also um, worked with TNA behind the scenes. Him and Bill Barons on the headsets, yeah, the yeah. position. So hell, man, I used to get out of school. And my dad would pick me up, and I'll get to the good old Tennessee fairgrounds hours and hours before uh-huh. the doors opened, you know. And yeah. I'm so glad, you know, TNA will allow the young punk kids yeah. to come in and yeah. sit there and watch, a, you know, and talking to all the guys, Raven, Scott Levy, Kid Cash, uh-huh. Jerry Land, Conan, so many guys I got to rub Just, elbows yeah. with and talk. And there all and, day. Know, and, 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 and then some of them, oh, man, LT, you're going to make a fine young wrestler. Do this, do that. And then there was a, a few guys kind of along the way um, – Oh man, you're too young. You're too young. Or the the sooner you know you get in, the sooner you're gonna get out. You're gonna, oh. you're, you're gonna you know, it takes a toll on the body and the brain. Uh-huh. You know, you're gonna get burnt. You know, yeah. But but I'm I'm glad I got to you know talk to a lot of guys and see a lot of stuff. You know, um, but uh, but uh, Kid Cash, hell, check this out. So not only was I doing the weekly thing with John, man, we had a few training schools out of that building. Tony Falk was making that money. You uh-huh. know? He's a businessman, you know. <laughs> so this guy with his, I mean, if they all came together and did one big school, school. that would be great. Right, but, right. Uh, but everyone remember, had a different yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, I was doing the John Caesar thing with, uh, with him on Sundays, and then um, I think it was a Monday night, Kid Cash. Monday or Tuesday, uh, Kid Cash, you know, started uh, doing a training school. Well, my dad's building, my dad's ring, Cash's school, you better believe I'm going to be in it. Right. And uh, being that, you know, he was one of those guys, you know, in that TNA yeah. X division yeah. that I loved sure. so much. Yeah. I was marking out uh, yeah. for. Dude, me you better too. believe, dude. I was there. Me and when too. It comes to, you know, when it comes to registering yeah. and selling and more of the high-flying maneuvers, the arm drags, the drop kicks and all the, yeah. you know, stuff, man, Cash really helped me out, man. Really helped me out. Uh, I was blessed, you know. Uh-huh. It was a few times. Growing up as a kid, you know, my my favorite was uh, Breath the Hitman Heart. You uh-huh. know, like when I did watch, you know, WWF, WWE, uh-huh. I loved the damn Hitman. Yeah. 
And then, and then one time when WWF came, I remember we was in the back. You know, the 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 one eight by ten that's not autographed to LT or to Anthony is my eight by ten from uh, from Bret Hart, and that's because you know uh, my dad and Jeff Jarrett and Tom Pritchard was sitting there talking, and you know I'm I'm there facing them, and I guess <laughs> I guess uh, Bret Hart saw you know saw uh-huh. me going around getting you know free merch and eight by tens from all the boys, so he took it upon himself to go to the back and take a picture out of his bag and uh, stay. Hey, cool, breath of Hitman Heart. So as I'm looking at my dad and Jeff, somebody walks behind me, reaches over me, and lays a damn picture, autographed photo in my hand, and I looked up and it's spread heart, you know? <laughs> oh man, that was awesome. Oh, I, yeah. I never did get a pair of them damn glasses from him, <laughs> but I got the 8x10, and man, right. my dad, I mean, you know, he respected that, yeah. you know, so yeah. much, and you know, they hit it off pretty good, my dad and Brett, and I've seen them a few times. And, Since uh, then. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was Brett, a- Brett being one of my favorites, there was, uh, there was uh, his nephew, Teddy Hart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Teddy Hart, you know, Ken, yeah. man, what a loose cannon. Yeah. I, I started hearing the stories about his attitude and his promos and his decision making. Uh-huh. But when it comes to, you know, in-ring ability, I mean, really it's badass, yeah. you know? Yeah, wow, incredible. You know? Yeah. And he was coming down doing those Wednesday night pay-per-views. Yeah, I remember that. Staying with a few buddies, you uh-huh. know, doing some, you know, some local shows. Him and Punk the loop, got yeah. in a fight at yeah. the fairgrounds. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. My dad was there. I'm, you know, I missed it, but I, I'm, you know... My dad was there, you know. <clears throat> but um, but anyway, he'll do the Wednesday night pay per views, chill, do some some you know indies uh-huh. you know, around Middle Tennessee, and then come in on Sundays too during the John Caesar stuff, or maybe after that, and do a little training school, little <laughs> seminars, and this lasted for a good month or two. So I was in the ring with Teddy Hart, you know. Yeah. Uh, just Kid Cash, so Teddy Hart. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I Ray said, a village, yeah, a yeah. village, you know. Yeah. You no, know? so man. So and, and you never stop learning. In my book, no matter who yeah. the fuck you are, no matter what you do, where you've been, the way this business evolves and all these different variations of maneuvers and even terminology, you know, yes. you go oh, here, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, this move is called this. You go here, this, you know, move yeah. is called what? Yeah. But it's but uh, a lot of different guys, man, a lot of good guys. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had the privilege, you know, to to Jerry work Lynn with and to learn and, from. Yeah. That's it, yeah. man. Especially, uh, and, you know, like I said, you know, you, you never stop learning, you know. So uh, were there any, you know, while, while you were training in any of the different, the, the multiple uh, mm-hmm, training yeah, classes, yeah. Uh, who were some of the people that you trained with as far as uh, uh, other students, like, uh, that were training with you side by side? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one, we had this uh, this girl named uh, Kathy Owens. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Kathy, yeah, you know, yeah. She's still around. Uh-huh. Uh, a guy named Danny Copas, uh-huh. Tiny Bear. And then we had... Um, Quite a few, quite a few. Others. I know because was that, that was that time, like the uh, yeah. Stephen Green. Uh, no, 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 Slick J. No, no, that was later, man. That's like two thousand and eight, two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Okay, know? so this yeah. was. I mean, hold on. Okay, so check it out. So you know, two thousand and what three, two thousand four, uh-huh. two thousand and five. You know, <clears throat> was um when. Yeah, two thousand and three, two thousand and four, Madison Arena. You know, uh-huh. with the uh, the you know the a few months, you know, the seminars yeah. with Teddy Hart. And yeah, the, the the Monday and Tuesday thing with Cash, Cash and, and then uh, John Caesar, uh, Dan Morrow, Booty Call. Oh uh-huh. you know, yeah, we even yeah. had something him and Slacker J, a, a Puerto Rican dude named Ismail. Man, we had a lot, a lot of special guests coming in for these training classes. But then we had like a few different guys in there doing their own school, and I got to attend everything. everything. You know, <laughs> I mean, because one, I mean, I lived only like two streets over. You know, I uh-huh. used to walk. You know, to the, you know, just actually not, I used to just cut through my buddy's yard, you know, then yeah, get there. So yeah. I walk up the street, turn and walk down the street and I could just hop a fence and cut through somebody's yard and get to my dad's building, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I was there on everything, but, um, uh, and then a lot of, 
a lot of different guys. You know, Josh Trowe, Jason. Uh-huh. I mean, some of them are still around, but then a lot of other, a lot just of others have just kind of dropped off. Right, right. But then, next thing you know, uh, my dad was paying paying that uh, that weekly rent on the building. You know, uh-huh. never missed a payment. He paid every time, and uh, I guess the uh, the landlord or the guy that had the building, he was not paying on the oh, building. He was wow. pocketing the money. Next thing you know, they're foreclosing this damn oh, Madison Arena. Wow. So all this money my dad's paying, the guy's not paying the bills, he's pocketing the money. Right. He's a character, and, you know, you, you meet a lot of those, it, you know, not business, just in this yeah. business, but in everyday life, you know? Right. And he got one over on Tony Falk, so uh, just like that, they're foreclosing the building, my dad packed his shit, and I uh, had to get out. But I mean, in no time, no time, no time. Um, that's when uh, Stadium Stadium Inn and uh, Burt Prentice, uh, USA Championship Wrestling, their, their relationship was coming to an end. Uh-huh. And uh, never once did we try to go in there and get that build. And Build It Shields came to us, uh-huh. you know. Um, and, but my dad said, well, give it some time, you know. I mean, just do things. Just in case. Professional, yeah. yeah. Let, you know, let, if, if it's not meant to be with Burt Prentice and his promotion, it is what it is. Uh, let it cool down. Give it some time. And then, yeah, Stadium Men could be our new home. And there it is, you know. Uh-huh. Like, you know, mid-2004. Uh-huh. So, so USWO started in two thousand, late 2000, yeah, 2000 early 2001. Yeah. Uh, in we even had a show. Tennessee. I, I filmed a poster the other day. I was going through some stuff. I want to – it was a – Tuesday night, September the 11th, you know, what, 2001. Uh-huh. 9/11, oh, wow. 9-11, wow. you know? So that, that morning, all that, man, the, the world changed. Wow, I right? wonder. All that yeah. stuff happened, and then that my dad had a show that night in Springfield, but, you know, we canceled right. it, you know? Right. Still went to the building, you know? I mean, you try to get in touch with all the boys to let them know, hey, man, a lot's uh-huh. going on today. We just, we're going to call this show, you know, call right. it off. Yeah. And then some guys, I, I guess... They didn't get the memo or the and message, and they up. still made the damn uh-huh. trip, you know. <laughs> but a lot of fans, you know, we just had to turn them away, you know, because uh, going, you know, the like I said, you know, right? Uh, history, man. So you guys started in Springfield, then you moved to Madison, and now you're moving to downtown Nashville, mm-hmm. right across the street from yeah. LP Field, right across the street from the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. at the the world famous, the yeah, the world it, you know? famous Stadium Inn. Because before us, you know, uh, yeah, Burt Prince, you know, uh-huh. his promotion, and then Mike Porter, and then back to Burt Prince. Uh-huh. So there's there's already you know uh, you know this this hotel. This Were you working for Mike Porter at the time? Um. But I, I did Columbia. I didn't. I never did Stadium Inn for Mike Porter, but um, I was doing some Columbia shots, you know. Because he he was uh, correct me if I'm he was he had an, an X division title, didn't he? Oh yeah, did, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the time, um, uh, I think he was doing like a weeknight, like a Tuesday uh-huh. or a Thursday at the Tennessee Fairgrounds, uh, and yeah, I was there, man. Uh, and um, he had some good guys. Um, so, so, but before that, man, I, I was doing, you know, trying to be loyal to my dad, you know, uh-huh. every Friday night I was working for USWO and, uh, Saturday I was going to, uh, um, Lafayette uh-huh. and, um, Gallatin, Gallatin, SWA, a promoter named Tim Scruggs, you know, and man, I learned a lot there, man. Worked really? there for like two years, never got paid a dime, but what a stepping stone right. it was, you know, right. the experience. Promotion. Yeah. I go there, I work, I learn, I practice, I work the crowd, you know, I mean, because doing stuff in training is one thing, but doing it at a show in front of a live crowd, you know? Sure. It's yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. man, I'm yeah. so blessed for the time I had with SWA, and that was a stepping stone for me to go there. Do work on my craft so I could go to you know bigger platforms. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was lucky enough to you know go on the road and travel and I was doing some stuff. Hell, looking at my books, man. 
16, 17, mm-hmm. the age of 18, I was doing four, five, six days a week. Yeah. You know? I mean, that is yeah. crazy. I, I, I think I... Living I, out of a damn The city. very first time that I met you, you, met, you were, I believe, 16. And we met in Tower Records mm-hmm. in the Opry Mills <laughs> Mall. And I'll never forget, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm looking at the wrestling DVDs, mm-hmm. you know, just over there, just just looking through them. And this young kid walks up to me with a baseball hat turned around backwards, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, man, you like wrestling?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? What? The, why is this kid asking me? Just you know, why is this guy coming up to me asking me if I like wrestling?" And then you started promoing, you, you know, telling me about the USWO, telling me about you know every every Friday night and, and you know blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, this dude is selling the shit out of this Never thing," know, you know. And ain't nothing wrong with that. You know? And you're like <laughs> that. You told me that you were you're you know you're working in Illinois at the yeah. time, and I mean you started just talking to me, man. Yeah. It's like we, me and you were best friends for years. LT Fog Love to talk you know? <laughs> selling myself selling product. every yeah. time I see Josephus he always says you know man I don't know what I would do if I had both you and LT in the, at the same place at the same time <laughs> he's like nobody would ever say anything ever you yeah. <laughs> and then the, the thing is man um you know, even as a kid, man, I, uh, speech therapy, I couldn't talk to save my life as a kid, man. I had so, so, so much, uh, you know, like chronic ear infections and, uh-huh. the, you know, the t- PE tubes, the tubes, yeah, the surgeries yeah. to help. I had like seven pairs of tubes throughout my childhood. So it's all, it's, you know, something yeah. new with all the, you know, all that connected, you know, hearing stuff, messing with your speech. So I, I couldn't talk, man, you know, speech therapy throughout my life. And then, uh, you know, getting to the point wanting to talk, talk so proper so people right, can understand right. what I'm I'm saying, try not to talk too fast, trying to make sure I hit all the syllables, you know, and and then wrestling is all about talking, you know, and nobody wants just a plain, boring, fucking Eeyore, Winnie the Pooh talk, (laughs) no, you gotta have charisma, yes, yeah, uh, enthusiastic, you know, so uh, it just... I'm stuck in promo mode. Yeah. 24 7. I'm always <laughs> playing with my voice up and down, facial expressions. You know, even if I look stupid in front of uh, some people, uh-huh. you know, at least, they're, they're, hey, he's a character, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember, you know, they was going out of business. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. So we was fucking stocking up on DVDs <laughs> and CDs, you know. But, um, but, but then, you know, USWO at the infamous stadium and, uh-huh. man, you know. Um, Quite a ride. Yeah, seven years, man. Seven Seven straight years. years. We only missed like five shows in the seven-year run because, you know... The weather uh-huh. and whatnot, you know, and it was a weekly promotion. The last few always, years, the last few years of that seven-year run, we was doing every Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I remember two nights back to back at the same venue. It's yeah, tough. Yeah, Friday was the A show, more professionalism, a good uh-huh. house, you know. And Saturdays was the B show. A lot of well, you were running the Saturday show, right at, near the end with, yeah, with oh, your, oh, yeah, your yeah, students yeah. and actually booking. I mean, yeah, you know, some guys, you know. What they, you know, I can't take this kid seriously. He's a fucking 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you know, uh-huh. 20, 21, you know. I mean, we was there for so many years, but, um, but then others, they're like, well, well, we know everything, you know, he does, you know, it's, you know, it's not just him, you know, he's running it by Crow or running right. it by his father, Tony Fox. Right. They have to okay it. Yeah. Sometimes it was them just booking the shit. And, and you had a different, you know, I'm relaying the messages. Right. But then again, growing up in this business, no, you know, I'm not the most educated fella out there. There's not too many, you know, man, it's never too late to turn a negative into a positive. I'm, I'm yeah. 29 years of age now, and I'm, I'm going to go back to school. There's a lot of things I need to work on, you know, uh-huh. you know, just to open the door. You know? Right, right. Um, but, um, but uh, you know, wrestling is, is, is what I know. Yeah. Other things, you know, didn't excite me. I could care less. Sure. You know? So, uh, you know, 
I was my own worst enemy. Never once did I have the body. So many guys, they cut promos on me all the time. LT, uh, you know, it's who, who you are. I mean, I don't want to be judged, you know, because who I am. Right, sure, it sure. It doesn't fucking hurt to kind of, you know, use that, you know, Tony Falk name to get my foot in the door. And then, I'll, you know, sure. I want my attitude, my personality, my work. Talent, yeah. You know, my talent to, to, to get me over, you know. But, um, but you know... Looking like an athlete is one thing. Yeah. Everybody's always said I had a decent frame, a decent base. Only if I work out and eat healthy, man, I'll get some good yeah. results, you know? But, uh, and there's times, you know, I'll kind of get dedicated to the sure, gym and, sure. you know, stock up on the grilled chicken and the tuna. And next thing you know, the traps and the triceps are sticking <laughs> out looking good. And then I'll, that's, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll fuck up and that's all of have us, one of my know, favorite Chinese buffets, you yeah. know? It's, but, um, that's every one of us. Yeah, and, You're and, not and, alone in that. And outside the business, you know, I, I remember a, a podcast uh, Mark Couch and Mark Anthony did one time with uh, your buddy Jason James. He brought up my name, and he was like, I think LT has so much talent, you uh, know, the gift of gab, you know. LT knows a lot about this business and who he is. I mean, it wasn't really forced upon me. I mean, I, I was expected to follow in my dad's footsteps, but, you know, my dad said I could do whatever I want, you know. Right, right. But, um... But, you know, being that I chose to follow in his uh-huh. footsteps, why not? Why, yeah. why why not go to the big league? Why not make it a goal and try to achieve yeah. it? But, dude, I was my own worst enemy. And then outside the wrestling business, I've done some stupid shit that uh-huh. just kind of kind of made it a little hard and complicated right. for me to right. get to where I need to go. And then Mark Anthony was saying, LT, when it comes to, you know, in the ring, he knows, outside the ring, you know, some of his ideas. Well, and, you're young, yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're still young. Demons, yeah. demons. And, and as long as you show remorse at the end of the day and know you done wrong and you ask for forgiveness and then you learn from your mistakes. Right. 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 You know? And and you know, I mean, I think that it's it's good to point out, you know, LT think about a lot of the a lot of the other second generation guys, you know, yeah, especially yeah. especially in this area. I mean, you, you know, I mean there's a lot of great guys, you know, people that I that I I like personally that yeah. have had a tough time being yeah. being the, the son of of a of a yeah. well-known yeah. wrestler. And, and, besides, yeah, and, and, and you're young. You, you, I mean, you're still young today, so you were even younger then, yeah. and you're you're this young cat that's in this world where mm-hmm. people are idolizing you. Oh, yeah, yeah. People much older than you are, are looking up to you, and, mm-hmm. and, and then backstage, you know, yeah. you're also not just, you know, in, not just in the middle of the ring are people looking up to you and, and assuming that you are bigger, better, oh, yeah, yeah. better than you are, but backstage, you're the son of the promoter. Yeah. Of the, the guy that's running the show, the guy that's paying the bills, the guy that's giving the POs. You know, you're yeah. that kid now. Yeah. So there's always going it, to, you know, oh, yeah. it's tough, but it's negative like you and said, positive. You know, you, you, know? you don't do the gimmicks. You know, you're, yeah. you don't have a Coke habit. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're not, there's no needles marks on your arms. Yeah, you, right, you know, and so, you know, we all we all make mistakes in life. And, and, and for you to say something like, you know, it's, there's no, it's never too late to turn a negative into a positive. I mean, that's such a great outlook and such yeah. a great thing to say, especially in this business oh, where yeah. there's a whole lot of fucking negatives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many. But, you know, like like me personally, I feel the same way, man. I, I look at you as, as a star. Uh, I always have. I see something personally that I, I see something totally different than I think that you see. You, you know, because I, I I'm always I want you to cut your fucking hair and I want you to be the the biggest heel there ever was. And I, I mean that's just I see it. I, I really do. And so anything I'm ever involved with, you know, whether it's a booking or promoting or or just talent or you know fucking just doing gimmicks, you know, I'm always. You know, I'm always pushing your name out there, and, and you know, I feel like there's everybody. 
everybody has a show that has a spot for you. Because mm, I do it, appreciate it. Man. Yeah, it yeah, no, no. I mean, it's not even like that. You know, I mean, I don't even look at it in that way. I just think that's kind of what you do. That that it, it goes back to to Steve. You know, feeding Steve Dahl. You know, feeding me and training me for free, and it's just what you do. That that's what this business is I mean, about. Not just the boys taking care of the boys. Yeah. You know, I mean, just being real with someone. Hey, man, I I think you know, give this guy a chance. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. this is something I see in him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some guys get it, some guys don't. Man, this business is not for everyone. It, you know, uh, there's a lot of those million dollar bodies, ten cent yeah. grains, yes. guys with two left feet. You know, some guys they they have the look; they just can't work. But then there's you know, the and then there's that guys, there's no guys looks, that can, could, and there's guys wow. that can work, man. But they just they can't, yeah, they can't they can't deal with it. You Actually, know, like, yeah. like like our friend that lives down the street right here that right. we were, we were just talking well, about yeah, yeah, before we started filming this uh, or taping this uh, on Wednesday night. You know, like, I, dude, I love that guy to death. You know, I mean, he, he's he's a lot of fun, but man, he can't be around the business. You know, because right, yeah, being around the business causes everything bad yeah, to yeah. come out of him you know it's like and, and when I talked about them, you know like I said man uh, Billy Joe Travis man yeah, you know, I was, yeah. and I, as a young kid uh, I, I got to see witness some stuff I, I should have never seen right you know? right but I heard the stories man and you know when it comes to um, to the gimmicks right you know, you know man I guess I'm not here I'm not knocking it here yeah. and there you know you know, guys want to do it, but when you fucking abuse it, yeah. man, this yeah. when you know you're, you're fucking up your health. Yeah, you're, you're losing your family, you're losing your money, you can lose your money. Your life, yeah. you to know? me, it's all about yeah. the money. You know, I mean, yeah. so so I, I woke up to that at a young age. I'm thinking, yeah. man, these fucking drugs, man, whether it's pills, you know, that's or, good. That's or, you know, even even alcohol, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of these guys drinking, you know, and how it could damage them in yeah. many ways. So I'm glad. And plus, you know, my father and my mother, they they you know they didn't do that stuff, uh -huh. so it wasn't. In my environment. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I try to experiment and do sure, a few things here sure. and there, you know. You know, temptation, peer pressure, mm -hmm. the wrestling business, you know, but thank God I never got addicted to anything, right. you know. But then, you know, it's also, you know, negative choices, you know, with the, with the girls, you know. Yeah. I was yeah. young, dumb, yeah. and full of cum. Like, yeah, said, I was yeah. I was traveling here and there and, uh, you know, doing some TV shows. and Good-looking guy, long oh, hair, well, you, you, you know. And some of these, you know, I took advantage of it, but, you know, if young and single, play the fields, have fun. But then there was times where you know I get committed in a relationship, and then I fuck up, and then, <laughs> you know, baby making. But I do love my children out there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but um, it's, it's, uh, it's I'm gonna say, man, and, I got a whole bunch it, of kids too. Yeah, then it, then it even comes to um, the you know, you know, like man, I was so loyal. So many guys, they're like, you know, one problem is LT should have branched out. He should have yeah. traveled a little more. But but then if I'm if I'm at Stadium Man, being loyal to my dad, working for my family promotion. And also making a little bit of money selling gimmicks. First of all, you got to speculate to accumulate. Right. Spend yeah. money to make money. Yep. T-shirts, DVDs, pictures. Yeah. I I've always been pretty yeah. good in that. You know, department. Yeah. You, you got to so, you got to so, do it. Yeah. So I'm making a you know a pretty good you know chunk of change. You know, going ten minutes down mm -hmm. the road. One helping out my family promotion, having fun with the ladies. You know, uh -huh. and then making some good you know nice little payoff. You yeah. Know? And then uh, gimmick sales. But then I know other guys that are going like you know. You know, on these fucking trips, you know, I mean, making just, twenty uh, bucks yeah, at very the end of the day. Money, yeah. but but then again, you know, the good promotions, good guys that could work with and learn from DVD distribution. I mean, there was a lot of guys that you know, plenty of times I, I turned down. You know, going to Illinois and Indiana for uh, for a certain promotion uh -huh. for that DVD uh, distribution, Smart Mark Video. Uh -huh. You know, 
could have been on shows with some good names, you know, right. some, some guys that became big, big, big stars and made millions, you know. Right. Only if I could have gotten, you know, that click with them. But, I mean, but then uh, I've always said I'm not just a mark for a booking, you know. Some uh-huh. guys, you know, they, they're financially fit. They could they could eat it, you know. Right. They could pay for them to go here and there. Right. And at times, you know, if you got to take a cut. To get somewhere and something beneficial with production. Sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, but there was you know plenty of other opportunities. I I feel like man, I could have went up north. I could have went here. I've turned down a few tours from from England before I ever met my wife. Right. Before I ever met my wife, you know, my wife is a, a blue blood. She's a Brit. She can't believe I haven't done stuff over there. You know, uh-huh. married to a damn English lady. And <laughs> I've talked to a few you know pr- promotions. You know, and uh, you know, never know what the future holds. Uh-huh. But I had opportunities before I ever met her to go over there but I'm thinking oh I don't have the body uh-huh. I want to wait till I get bigger and better uh-huh. you know I want to you know maybe maybe next time the money could be a little bit better I, I can't believe I turned down some right. of shit I've turned down right. but you know it's just you know you live and learn yeah, you, you live and learn experience so, so now you know I'm 29 and I've been working for 15 fucking years yeah. and I cannot believe it <laughs> you know not too many people know I'm 29 and I've been in this business for 15 years yeah. you know there's been times where I've been a weekend warrior you know uh-huh. just friday saturday sometimes sundays but then there's been times like i said man, when i was looking at my book wall back and i'm thinking new albany indiana for mitch Ryder, and that, that was some good stuff you uh-huh. know some of the talent he had you know the bj whitmer irish airborne cesaro you know mike quackenbush you uh-huh. know? oh yeah and then, yeah uh, yeah hell one of my best matches it was a it was a legend show he did it was a, a young lt falk teaming up with one half of the rock and roll express ricky morton taking on a uh, one half of the midnight express beautiful bobby eaton and Wild Eye Southern Boy Tracy Smothers. Ooh, man. I'm, I'm, in there, I'm a young punk kid in there with all them legends. <laughs> and uh, Bobby and Tracy are taking care of me. They're shining me up. And babies go over. I get the win. You know, uh-huh. little stuff like that. I mean, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm in the yeah, ring with these, sure. these guys, you know. And then, you've, uh, you've gotten to team with your dad, you oh, know, yeah, multiple uh, times. I mean, t- especially man, especially at the Tennessee State Fairgrounds. I, I don't care. You just won tag team gold <laughs> it, with your dad That's this it. year or, or last 2017. That's it, yeah, Freedom Pro Tag Team Champions. That's a good promotion. Uh, man, a, a mix of talent uh-huh. and being that it's in our backyard. At a building so rich in history, uh-huh. wrestling history, um, it, it meant a lot to me. Teaming up with my father, uh, you know, I used to go to that to the sports arena to watch my dad do his thing, and then you know, years later, I'm working there. He's coming to watch me, but being being you know that we have the chance to team up yeah, and perform yeah. in that building, especially with tag team titles on the line, I loved it, and we were successful, man. All the support from those great fans, the promotion saw a little something uh-huh. in us, and I. That, that, was was a, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so what's the deal, man? Are they talking about tearing it down? I do believe uh, something uh, about this professional soccer. Two hundred and seventy-five. As far million. as what I know, the soccer field that won't be touched. The the sports arena won't be touched. Oh my god! I the hope soccer so. field is going to be over to the left hand side of it, man. And uh, the speedway won't be touched. The sportsatorium won't be touched, and most of the buildings won't okay. won't be touched. It's just going to be an addition. Okay. They're going to build a park hey, and a soccer ain't nothing stadium. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. That's great. So, that, but, people, but I know a lot. Of People was talking and, about and, the sports arena don't was being me, tore down. They, you know, they, hey, don't get me wrong. The sports arena is rich in history, and I don't want to see it go. It, yeah. It's a building that was built specifically for weekly wrestling. Oh yes, it, it, that that the whole reason those bricks are, are are there is for weekly wrestling. So I don't want to see the building go. But I think you know I see a lot of people freak out about it. anytime anyone ever talks about the fair. Oh yeah, <laughs> progression is natural. It is just mm. part of our world. You oh, know, yeah. and yeah, yes. and I personally, if they 
tore the whole thing down, I would be sad. I'd be yeah. really sad. But if they built something bigger and better that helped our community and helped our city grow mm-hmm. and bring more people with with more money, yeah, and yeah. now we have a new building that we can want, run wrestling yeah. in, and there's more people to come and buy tickets, that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we plan. all just need to calm down yeah, a little know. bit, though. And, and the way the city's growing by leaps and bounds. You know? And and you know when we did the first Crossfire show, it wasn't a Crossfire show. It was a tribute to the Fairgrounds show yeah. because they were going to tear the fairgrounds oh, down. Yeah, yeah. Then we did a second show because they were going to tear it down. <laughs> then we did a third show. That's and crazy. then finally we just changed the name yeah, because yeah. they weren't going to tear it down yeah, anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, think about that. That was that was 7 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was 7 years ago and it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah, there, true. you know? So, yeah. I don't want it to be torn down. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, then again, but if it is, we don't know if it might be better than what we have now. Uh, do you know? I yeah, mean, no, there's a lot of truth. Progression is is a natural and wonderful thing. Being afraid of advancing and being afraid of change is going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you stuck, you know? And if you're open to the change, then you can jump out right into it and you can reap the rewards from whatever changes yeah, you know yeah. you can't get rewarded if you're too afraid to try I said hey so uh, but you know I, this has been great man um, I, I I have this idea and I want you to run it by your dad okay because I know he doesn't want to sell any of his stuff and I know your dad has turned down offers to do interviews with high spots and, yes. and all this stuff and, <laughs> and, and hopefully your dad likes me enough uh-huh. that he'll at least think about this but I would love to do a, a, a interview with him a, a video interview okay. where we look through some of his vintage uh, wrestling memorabilia from the shows that he's been on the stuff he's collected over the years from going to Mid-South and going to to World Class and all the different places he's gone and I just him to just give his memories of, of these, that would be these nice. different I, things. I would love to see it and I know I, many out there would love to see you it. You know, like I just I think that that's such an interesting I, thing, you know, know for, for us collectors of, oh, yeah, of yeah. items to watch Tony Falk. You know, for one, just watching him talk is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but to watch him talk about these wrestling items that are, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old and yes, that he's kept and that, because he's kept yeah, them because they older, have meaning to him. Even, older, even than that, older than that. Stuff that he collected when he was a kid. I mean, that would when be, he got in the band. Yeah, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, that would be a great, it's a great idea. That would be one, nice. one day, hey, man, I'll talk one to day him. maybe I'll your dad will be ready. Maybe he'll give in. <laughs> I mean, so many people, you know, shoot interviews, podcasts. Uh-huh. I even talked about the autobiography, you know, uh-huh. the book. Man, he, he needs to do it. it, it just, um, he's got so much to tell. <laughs> got to work with a lot of different territories, helped a lot of guys out. So some of the you know the big names in this yeah. business, they know Tony Falk. They worked with them. Hell, he's helped train. You know, he was yeah. A, yeah. You know, a part of their training or working with them and. uh uh, I mean, Mike Bucci, you know, uh-huh. Simon yeah, Dean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we we talked a while back, and he was like, uh, "It's like, yeah, man, my dad's always saying I'm um, just a jabroni." You know, like, he, was like, <laughs> he was like, "What?" He was like, "Man, don't you ever let your dad talk like that." Tony Falk is more than yeah. one of the boys. <laughs> you know, everybody has a story to tell. Yeah, yeah. he has one hell of a yeah. story. So hopefully, here soon we could get it out there. Right, right. right. Um, 
you know, I mean, I'm telling you, it'll be a good learning experience for a I, lot I of guys. I think so, man. man. Yeah. I really think he's got so. So we've we've hit an hour. Really so we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here uh, before we go to keep everything topical. Yeah. Um, you know, like I had said, th- this is episode two. Uh, the big we'll, we'll do two. another one. Trust yeah, me. Big. we left a lot of stuff out. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to training and all. The oh, there's just so many more yeah, things. Just, that, a, uh, just tw- in the time that I've known yeah, you, yeah. we haven't touched in on any yeah, of that. Twenty nine you know? year old guy, fifteen years <clears throat> of wrestling. You know. Started at yeah. a young age, trained with uh, many, many, many different guys. Yeah, and, uh, and, you, know? And, you know USWO. I mean, just especially during the stadium in days. I mean, yeah. you know, from Raven to Cash to uh, Big yeah. Daddy V to oh, yeah. the, just the number of, of people that oh, yeah, you know yeah. pass through and, and work spots of, and uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of TV, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. weekly TV for top, top names nine, and nine years, yeah, 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 nine years straight, maybe a little longer than that, seven years at the stadium in. Right. But, you know, we had TV in Springfield, in Springfield. Uh, kind of off and on too, but we. Try to keep it going, but yeah, I mean, I mean, think about. Pro- I, I know firsthand producing TV just how difficult it is, and or producing video event. Uh, you know, I haven't even produced TV, but an event mm-hmm. uh, um, to do weekly TV and, and and produce it. I mean, that's oh, yeah. you know, that's a struggle all within its own. Yeah. Um, but to, like I said, you know, this is episode two, and when me and Johnny sat down two weeks ago, we had uh, told the, the listeners and the fans and everything that we were going to review uh, the 1995 uh, Onita retirement show, the okay. five five. 95, uh, Hayabusa versus Onita in a, in a electrified time bomb barbed wire yeah. <laughs> steel cage match that is absolutely great. You, you don't even have to be a fan of hardcore wrestling. This was just a really fantastic what? match. Yeah. And uh, in 1995, if you were a tape trader, this was a must-have tape. You you had to have it. It had to be on your list. If it wasn't on your list, you weren't even going to fuck with that guy because that guy doesn't know what he's doing because he doesn't even have one of these. You know? <laughs> I mean, there was just these tapes that everybody always had, you, you know, and this was one of them. Um, but Johnny is in Orlando, um, like I said, and, and, and doing his thing and making his money. Um, so I asked you to come down here and do this thing with us. And so, for everyone that is listening that wanted to hear that show, uh, it It'll be Sunday the 18th is when we'll, we'll sit down, me and me and Bandana, and, and do that show. But to keep everything topical, um, we you know I, one thing I, I don't want to do is I'm, I'm not real big into talking about current day wrestling because I don't really watch it a lot. Yeah. I watch Monday Night Raw every week. I watch SmackDown every week, but I watch it in fast forward. Okay. I, I, I don't sit down and I, I get more of my wrestling, my current day wrestling from reading posts on Facebook yeah, than yeah. I do actually watching, you know. Um, but I, I, I enjoy watching that, that's PWG. That's for the longest. Yeah. I enjoy like watching PWG. Um, I, I enjoy, there's a handful of promotions that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I don't sit down and watch wrestling a lot. Wrestle Kingdom 12 was was a matter of, of, of days ago, you know, on the, on the 4th. Today is the, the 11th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, about seven days ago, about a week ago, Wrestle Kingdom, um, you watched it. I just want, real quick, I want, I want to touch on uh, uh, what did you think of Omega? Uh, Jericho, and what did you think of Naito uh, Okada? Uh, You you know, there's a the show was a a 75 hour long show, so there's a whole lot to talk about. Um, I don't want to dive into it. Everybody that's listening to this, I guarantee you, listens to a hundred other podcasts every week, and everyone's already talked about it. But from your (laughs) point of view. Those two main events, what did you think of them? I mean, one, I'm going to start watching a lot of, um, you know, New New Japan. Japan. Uh I mean, I've seen some of their stuff before, Uh but I've never been really, you know, obsessed with it. But after watching the, you know, the Wrestle Kingdom 12... Uh Seriously, I'm going to try to tune in a lot more. It was so, you know, a dream match. Right. It was, right? Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. 
promoted it just oh, yeah, fucking yeah, perfectly. Totally, totally, man. Promoted two main events. It broke the internet, man. Two, I, I could two, two so different many, crowds. So, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm reading all over how pissed off people are that you <laughs> can't have a co-main event. There only is one main event. It's the yeah, last. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I guarantee you 80% of people that are American that never watched New Japan before mm-hmm. uh, this last show, they watched it to watch... Jericho, and to them that was the main event. Yeah, and then to all the people that were in the crowd, yes, to all the Japanese people, yeah. Naito Okada was the main event. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, there's no reason to bitch about this. It was a business decision. Yes, Those yes, words yeah. co-main event no, no, no. are nothing but fucking words yeah, yeah. that are for market marketing purposes. That's how it should be because I mean, it's, it's you're marketing to people that have never yeah. seen this before. Yeah. You know, market yeah. to them what they know, and then make them fans from That's watching true. this show, yeah. and it's so incredible. So what did, did you think that Omega Jericho lived up to the hype? Um, I mean, it was good. I, I really did enjoy it. Maybe there's a few few more things they could have uh-huh. could have done. Um, but but yeah, man, I enjoyed it. There was something I I, I, I want to find out what the hell was going on. It, was, it, was it a no disqualification? Was it like a yes, street it, fight? It was. But then I remember the the deal with the you know red shoes. Yeah. the referee. And, and something if you notice, if you, you watch Jericho, he says something, something to, to him, red yeah. shoes and is like, "Hey, this is a fucking no DQ match." They're on the floor. They're on yeah. the floor for a fucking minute, and, and they then start getting no, he starts yeah. getting. <laughs> I, I just didn't understand that. But, but everything else, you know, the, uh, the 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 it was a few a few comedy things, uh-huh. right? you know, with the fucking. Uh-huh. Spray and then the uh, flipping off the camera, taking something and a little bit of comedy, some some brawling, some holds, some chain, uh, high spots, uh-huh. a little bit of everything in that one match. Uh, and Jer- Jericho could go, man. They say he's one yeah. of the best. You yeah. Know? So yes, man. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. Kenny Omega body work. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I know a lot of people out there. They're not too crazy about him. I don't know if it's. Uh, Everyone's done in the past. Well, you have that, that, you know, that new school mentality of the Young Bucks and Omega, and then you have that old school mentality of of Cornette and, yeah. and 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 I, and I kind of look I'm kind of in the middle yeah. um I, I think that Omega I think the Young Bucks are incredibly talented yeah. and I'll be real honest if I'm bored and I'm sitting on the couch and I've got nothing to do I'll type in the Young Bucks into YouTube and I'll watch one of their matches yeah, yeah. because I, I enjoy watching that kind of stuff when there's no context to it mm-hmm. um when it's just watching the moves just you know just yeah. the highlights it, it's a lot of fun I don't personally this is just me personally and I know I'm going to get so much hate over this i do not find credibility or or psychology in the way those guys work to me this this idea of laughing at this at the old guard the way that the old class used to show respect for wrestling and to the idea of laughing at that and that being the gimmick it does annoy me it, because because I still have that respect for the business, mm-hmm. yeah. I was taught that that way. I understand things are different and oh, yeah, things yeah. are new and yeah. and there's progression, but I just don't I don't even understand why there's such a need to constantly make fun of anyone who doesn't think the way they do yeah. about wrestling. No, just, um, they're extremely sure. talented. Yeah. They're making a buttload of money. Mm-hmm. All the power to them. I hope nothing but total success for them. Yeah, yeah. Because at the same time, like I'm not from I, I didn't grow up in the 70s. Yeah. I, you know. I, I I didn't even watch wrestling that much in the eighties, yeah. you know. So I don't have that same kind of Jim Cornette menta- mentality either, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I'm kind of in the middle where I like I like I, I want a show to have a little bit of everything That's from right. hardcore yeah, yeah. To, to high spots good. to psychology yeah. to 
you know, strong style, uh, everything in, in yeah, a show, you, you know? Gotta, you gotta keep it fresh, man, you know, uh, a, a mix of talent, yeah. you know, especially, you know, guys, you can't have everybody looking the same, different right, gimmicks, right. you know, people you need, you yeah, know, guys people look need, different, yeah. fat guys, but, but, skinny but guys, muscle to, you know, the style, yeah, you know, some you know? guys, you know, they like the hands-on, technical, yeah. you know, and other guys, they're into the bar, the young bucks the are great, and the, they, they, and they are, they're, they're a lot of fun, a student of the business, you know, you can fucking learn as much as you can and go with everybody, it's good to have different matches with different Places, different places to go, different expectations. Right, but yeah, man, the the wrestling now, especially with some of these promotions, you know, uh, it has evolved a yeah. lot. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like some of the shit they do. I don't think I could do it, you know. <laughs> you know if I don't try to fucking go work for places, you know. I mean, but um, but um, <clears throat> the injury list, man. I think the injury list is a mile it's too crazy, long. isn't some it? Some of the the fucking you know crazy you know. Germans and all uh, those neck bumps and brain busters on the fucking yeah. apron on the yeah. apron and you know yeah. going off the top through this I and mean, back to this you know like, I understand that okay. some shows you're making a couple more bucks than you oh, are yeah, other yeah, shows wanna, yeah. but a lot of these I, I'll, I'll watch on Facebook all these all these fucking you know short clips of, of people doing stupid shit and yeah. you look in the crowd and there's 12 people in the crowd oh, yeah. and, and, oh, and, and, and you know why are yeah. you doing this you yes, know like yeah. you can still work a match and it be just as exciting without said, yeah. hurting your fucking body you know um, before we go LT uh, let everyone know where they can find you on social media yeah. uh, LT Falk <laughs> yeah just LT Falk Facebook the you point. also have a YouTube page yeah too. YouTube yeah, yeah. so they can see your, but your it's matches but it's a new year it's a new game I was gonna say how you know the wrestling business has changed uh-huh. you know and yeah. times do change uh, fuck man why why am I not, not doing Instagram right. and yeah. Twitter yeah, right? yeah, that's man, where it's know. at now right yeah. I need a, a I just, I need I just, a, I just open every account not just, just for you know marketing and exposure yeah. you know as a, as a professional wrestler I mean it would be yeah. a plus it does help but just everyday life man I'm, I'm gonna get with <laughs> it I'm gonna stop talking about it and be about it well, well yeah, cool LT Falk F-A-L-K on Facebook everybody and, go and follow and, him on YouTube yeah you know? everyone go follow him everyone check out his matches on YouTube uh, get to know LT and, and we'll, we'll have LT back here again talk about even more stuff that's going on maybe one time you can come over with me and johnny and, and we can review an, an old uh an old match together that, that, that's that's kind of the the thing that we're going to do on the podcast um if you're listening to this anywhere other than Podbeam, uh whether it's stitcher itunes google music uh, all the different places all the, the that i spend five hours uploading these things to um you know Podbeam is the official home of the podcast so all the extra podcasts that i put up there everything else will be there check it out uh just check out uh the tape traders guide to 90 pro wrestling on Podbeam. um then also go to the the facebook page which is uh same thing uh, you can search for it facebook forward slash um indie 90s indie wrestling or 90s indie podcast um check out wrestletopia just type in wrestletopia into your uh into any search bar and you'll find all my my twitter my instagram my facebook my everything um the very the number one place to buy all your vintage memorabilia is wrestletopia so get with me if you are a collector and i will hook you up uh make sure you check us back out again next next sunday the the 18th for FMW uh, 5595, the sixth anniversary, Onita Retirement, Onita versus Hayabusa, and we'll also talk 1990 WCW. Johnny Bandana will be back in the house. Um, so to all my friends, family, and loved ones, I appreciate all the time that you spent uh, the last hour and 15 minutes listening to this. And uh, please send me as much feedback, even if you hate my guts and think I sound terrible. I want to hear about it. All right, uh, until next time, next week, thanks so much.
All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 